0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Valerie and I'm a very proud California schoolist driver and this is episode five of my podcast. Um, welcome back if you're a returning listener and welcome for the first time if this is your first time. Um, somebody just reached out to me about this podcast, which was shocking. I think my audience is like nine people. Um, about being really excited about doing um a podcast similar to this actually more extensive than what I've been doing in another state so I'm just like super stoked on that idea um can't wait to find it listen to it and maybe participate um that's exciting um but I was thinking you know I haven't done a podcast uh in a while so um I guess tonight we're gonna do one (laughs) um been thinking a lot about pupil management. And what I mean by that is like how we, how we manage the children on the bus and how we correct behavior, how we reward behavior, what works and what doesn't work for me, um, tips and tricks I've learned throughout the last three and a half years. Um, And I think it's interesting. I think parents especially want to know um, what we kind of use for tools to kind of make the ride safer um so I'll start with um my my initial training um becoming a bus driver pupil management was covered um not as extensively as I would like um but it was covered and I do wish that um it was required of California bus drivers to have some sort of early childhood education as part of a prerequisite to obtaining the job. But sadly, the pay is not that great and um, it's hard enough to get people without that in the door. Um, so it's not a requirement. Um, there are things, I do have some early childhood education background uh not much but I do have some and I feel it has greatly benefited me as a driver and how I maintain um the atmosphere in my bus and behaviors on my bus and my expectations of the children's behaviors I think is the greatest benefit of my education in early childhood education um So I'm a little biased in my view because of that, but I will say that I have met other drivers who don't have any early childhood education whatsoever, and they come up with ideas that blow my socks off, or resolutions, or even just dialogue about a situation that goes in a direction that I would not have initially thought of, or perhaps ever so hopefully this podcast will shed some light on some of those things um so going from my early training into my first year I think I shared in one of my podcasts that I was really uptight about the rules and and the noise level of my bus well I still am it's just a different way of coping um I'm more relaxed with the outcome than I used to be um not that in the beginning i was like barking at the kids cuz again i have some education in um how to deal with students and and children in general but um i was way more strict about what the rules were and how what i expected and in that way i have kind of um I don't know what the word I want to use is, but I, I, I've changed in some ways of that, that I I don't expect as much or as, as fast as I want it to be. Um, I've developed new ways of getting the response that I want, and that's exciting. So I started off as a substitute bus driver where I had to learn all of the routes very quickly and sub in for any of the regular drivers Um, whenever they needed a sub and so that part was hard even though I grew up here in the town where I drive um, well relatively close I didn't know as much of the town existed as it does (laughs) and so it was all new for me 90% of the routes were areas I had never ventured and um, so that was challenging and you know learning how to drive the new roads and and still being a relatively new driver in California, you only get, or you're only required to have 20 hours behind the wheel training before you're eligible to go test with the California Highway Patrol officers, um, which is what I had. I think I had a little bit more than 20 hours, but so I was still very, very new at even maneuvering the vehicle. And on top of that, I was dealing with kids that were different every time roads that were different every time. And So that was hard, and my expectation was that everybody was just going to sit down and be quiet, and I could just focus on getting from A to B, (laughs) and that was not a healthy expectation whatsoever to have. Um, As far as managing the children, um, in the beginning, I would get on my loudspeaker and kind of correct the bus as a whole a lot, and then I would pull over my bus, resulting in me being late a lot. Um, I would pull over and proceed to give a very long lecture about why the rule that I'm talking about was important, what it is that they need to do, why. And I mean, it was just kind of ridiculous. My boss used to call me the traveling um, schoolroom because I would just pull over anywhere that was safe and start talking to the kids about... You know why we have to buckle up or why we don't throw things out the window and why it's important to keep our volume low and what my responsibilities are and just this. It wasn't getting me anywhere, but my boss thought it was really, really comical that I was always so late. And, you know, she would ask me why, and I'd be like, Well, I had to pull over 10 times. And she was, Why are you pulling over? You know, you got to let certain things slide. You know, you got to pick your battles, is basically what she was saying. And, and, Now that I'm in three and a half years, I can say that that's gotten a little easier to pick my battles. Um, Some things not so much, but a lot of things I've kind of learned to just kind of deal with um, without giving the lengthy lecture and pulling off and, you know, being late, you know, because that was causing issues for the parents, too, uh, me being late all the time. So there's some things that I've learned that have worked in my bus to correct certain behaviors and um, that have taken place of that sort of lecture that I was doing early on in my career. Um, For instance, when the volume inside the bus gets too loud, um, I'm on a route this year where that's not particularly an issue. Occasionally it is, but it's not like... The route I was on when I was taking children to this after-school program, um, that route was so loud. I mean so loud. And it was just, it was so loud. Even getting on the radio that talks to the whole bus wasn't loud enough to overcome the volume in the bus at times. And so... um, I've learned some things like nowadays I'll do a few things I'll give them a warning Um, I'm yard duty at one of the schools and both the elementary schools I serve have the same sort of hand signal and it's called a quiet coyote and occasionally I will hold up a quiet coyote and the whole bus will start figuring it out um, that they're being too loud another trick I've learned is turning on the lights that's my signal that they're getting too loud And um, that's when they'll also just throw up their quiet coyotes in the air and they'll hush down for a little bit. And so I've learned to do that instead of doing my lectures. That's super helpful. Um, Volume, like I said, this year hasn't really been an issue I've struggled with, Um, but I do middle school as well. And occasionally volume isn't the only audible issue you'll get on the mugs um with my middle school group, I'll get a lot of swearing. And I don't know why that is or what it's all about, but even as a sub that was true, um, for this particular district. And I'm sure it's nationwide, okay. They're middle schoolers. Um and there's social media and YouTube and I I see what I see when I participate in social media so I can only imagine um where they get it from because I wasn't really exposed to it as a child um so swearing is a huge huge thing on my bus and it's so frustrating to deal with because I'm I'm dealing with children who are kind of coming into their own and they're going through all these hormonal changes and it's again frustrating because you're trying to talk to them trying to reason with them trying to explain you know why it's not appropriate whatever and they're just kind of rolling their eyes going whatever you know um so some things I've learned to deal with that is I'll kind of make a joke out of it like dude what is your mom gonna say when I call her and tell her you just said what you said dude what's up with you find a better word find a better phrase you know and so that that's kind of helpful. Um, I don't really experience too much of the swearing with my littler kids. Um, let's see some other behaviors. I get a I have a seatbelt bus this year and I have a lot of kids, a lot of kids, both age groups, that just refuse to use their seatbelt. Thankfully, California law protects me as a driver if they don't, but I am obligated to tell them to buckle up. And being a driver, I want them to be buckled because, you know, they wouldn't be there for no reason. Um, I mean, our buses, we we have both buses still um, legal in California. You can have a bus that was built without them, and it's totally legal, but any new bus built... um, is outfitted with seatbelts so there's no other option if you buy a new bus um so they're kind of phasing out those buses that don't have them so when I encounter children who aren't buckled you know I can see them in my mirror standing up reaching into the seat behind them falling onto the floor what have you um instead of again like I used to do pull over and kind of give a lecture um I've now learned to find time in my route to do a random seatbelt check. And if they have been caught three times without their seatbelt on, it's a citation. In my district, um, you get four citations. Your fourth one, you're kicked off the bus for the rest of the year. So I've learned that I can't expect them. first time I tell them, if I catch you without your seatbelt on, it's a citation because in a week one student will be kicked off my bus for the year um and that again going back to my earlier um you know first second year of driving that was kind of where I was at was like you get one warning dude like that's it (laughs) not like I was being mean I was just a little more strict and my expectations weren't realistic for what they could feasibly do and remember because most of their day isn't spent on the bus at all you know most of their day is spent with their friends spent learning it's a very small percent of the day that they spend on the bus i mean realistically if they right in the morning and at night or in the afternoon it's two hours that's it out of the whole day they spend two hours on the bus so I've learned over time to adjust my expectation and to give a little more leeway. Like, you know, I'll use a um, dry erase marker on the paneling in my bus. And if I catch them, you know, doing something like not wearing a seatbelt or chewing gum or they have their device out or they're standing up or they're throwing trash out the window or spitting or biting, you know, any kind of, you know, unacceptable kind of bus riding behavior... I'll make a tally mark on their seat, and then I'll assign them to that seat. And if they get to three for whatever offense, then they get a citation for it. So, um, I'm thankful that I'm developing better tools um, to deal with some of the behaviors, but it's so much. I mean, I wish, for those of you who don't drive the school bus and you're listening to this, I wish I could just explain How much is actually going on? Um, The best way I can liken it to is you're at Disneyland with your two kids. And they go from temper tantrum to extreme excitement times 84 of them. (laughs) That's the constant chaos that's on the inside of my bus. And then that chaos on the outside of my bus is just... Even more so, so finding these little tools and tricks to help with kids, um, you know, behave a little bit better so that I'm less focused on the 84 children yelling my name and tattling on each other, or the 84 children who are standing up and throwing trash out the windows <laughs> or throwing backpacks or what have you. Um, and I'm more focused on the road, so these tips and tricks are really beneficial and I'm thankful that over time I'm learning more and more and I can't wait to see what happens in ten years what I've learned, you know. Um but there are occasionally children kinda switching gears. Um there are children that uh I don't know how to put this delicately. And I, I think I've touched on it lightly before. They come with a lot of baggage, a lot of trauma uh, where I drive is pretty rural. Um, one of our school sites has free lunches for everybody. You don't have to qualify or nothing. That's how um, I don't I don't know how to say that in need our community is in areas, and so a lot of these kids. And I'm not saying being poor causes trauma. I'm just saying a lot of times. In my experience, the two have gone hand in hand. Um, If you're, you you know, at a disadvantage economically, oftentimes you probably don't have the resources to um, be home with your kids or, you know, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to say something out of place and, and sound rude or anything because it's not my point my point is our children sometimes and this could go for any place any district but some children in our district come with a lot of baggage and trauma and they're very eager to talk about it with their peers sometimes they're eager to talk to us about it um, in california we're mandated reporters so obviously you know if we hear something crazy we report it, but, you know, sometimes they just want love, you know, and that that true, I'm here for you, and appropriate kind of love, and that is one of my favorite parts of my job, but it's also one of the most problematic parts of my job, um, I have a few students in mind, and, um... These few all share similar characteristics. Um, They are very loud outbursts every day. um, Just a little outside of the box when it comes to how they react to situations and others. Um, But when I talk to them, I I move them to the front when they have behaviors like that because it's just safer if they're closer to me um, so I can see it better. Um, So sometimes I'll have these long chats with these kids, you know, when my kids are being good and I'm able to do so, Um, but I'll, I'll sit there and I'll just, I'll be their friend, you know, and I'll listen to them and I'll give them advice, you know, that is good advice, you know, and it's nice having the opportunity to do that, but it is challenging because at the end of the day, sometimes, you know, you come home wondering you know did I say enough did I do enough do I need to do more you know or say more to somebody else it's kind of scary what you hear from some of these kids and some of these kids you know are just saying things for attention because maybe they've heard an older kid say it or they've seen a movie they probably shouldn't have seen or something like that but you never know and that's where that mandated reporter thing comes in because you don't want to just assume anything uh good or bad but um some of those behaviors can be really challenging to deal with and I encourage anybody who's going through that as a driver or in education or child development or daycare anything like that um to research the laws and and get some education because there are tools and tricks and um and and things for you not for them things for you to adjust in yourself that will really benefit the child like how you react and and the way you talk to a child and um things you can say instead of things that you might be saying already you know um I can stay, instead of saying something like, What did you do? You can ask, What happened to you? You know, and, and, and be a more positive kind of role model in these kids' lives. So, yeah, hopefully this podcast wasn't too all over the place, but um, people management is a huge piece and it never is something they can just teach you. Um, it's an ever growing and changing development within yourself, I think. Um, just, I encourage anybody out there who's, you know, maybe serving children, um, to just look into maybe researching it a little bit and finding out what's healthy and what's not healthy, identifying signs of trauma, um, finding ways of dealing with trauma and, um, encouraging these kids to have a better day, um, and a good rest of the day. I mean, we pick them up and oftentimes they haven't eaten or showered. I'm, I'm only talking about a very small group of children. But still, you know, you can tell that there's a little bit of neglect. And or um, just that it's it's rough where they're coming from. Let's put it that way. And and dealing with that appropriately and, and not being... An additional stressor to them is super helpful um, for you, but mostly for them. And um, I I would just encourage you to look into that if if it's something you're encountering out there. I, myself, we went to a training district-wide, so transportation, all three schools that I serve, all the faculty from the schools, we all got to participate in a trauma training, and it shed a ton of light on these kind of children that we encounter occasionally, and how to assist them in having the best day that they can, and how to work around um, when they're triggered, or when they, um, they called it in our training, flip their lid, and that's exactly what happens is they kind of their brain cuts off and they just go into a automatic kind of defense mode and unless you can get them to unflip their brain, they're not gonna leave that place. So I don't know, um dealing with the behaviors is a major piece of bus driving and can be oftentimes one of the most rewarding and heart filling pieces of the job because again occasionally you'll have that kid where they are just hating you all year long multiple years in a row even and then one day we'll be like you know what thank you can we talk or what do you think about this or you know they'll open up a little bit and that's amazing to see and build that trust in a child that doesn't have it as far as the kids who are just acting out I mean again the lights work I'm developing new tricks and all kinds of stuff every day and thankfully I have the drivers I work with who come up with their own little things that are tremendously um, useful and, and beneficial on the road so as I encounter more of those and more stories hopefully we'll have more chats about Uh, people management, but I guarantee that we are encouraged to um, be very calm, we're not allowed to cuss at them, obviously you wouldn't expect a bus driver to, um, we have a hands-off rule, you know, the kind of common sense stuff is there, Um, but we're also encouraged to be as patient as possible, um, and to pick our battles, you know, instead of being so uptight about the little things you know focusing on the bigger things and maybe addressing the little things over time if they develop into a pattern um you know we're taught to be patient we're taught to be kind and i just thought it would be interesting to kind of hear about some of that and again once my driver instructor comes on board um we'll hear a lot more about that um this is just my experiences today Um, thank you again for joining and I hope you visit us again and have a great evening